Welcome to the Be Seen, Be Loved podcast. I'm your host, Chrissy Love. I believe in taking massive action to overcome life's biggest challenges because I know the rewards that lie on the other side. This show is a weekly dose of inspiration and motivation to help you level up in your life. Here's to a new you where your dedication, commitment, and staying true to yourself will make your wildest dreams come alive. Let's do this. Today, we're going to talk about mistakes to avoid in front of an audience. Mistakes to avoid in front of an audience. If you ever made a mistake in front of an audience, all right, we're going to, I'm going to help you uh, with some tips and strategies on how to kind of avoid uh, as much as possible. All right, we're not perfect, but as much as possible. But first, a little speaker wisdom. This is a pretty good tip, I, I think, that I use. You know, when things are not going your way, you're feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not getting speaking engagements. I'm not advancing here. I'm not getting opportunities. You might want to look to see what you're doing. And one thing I tell people all the time is if you want an opportunity to happen, you got to get outside of the house. You got to get outside of the comfort zone. You know, nowadays, a lot of people are at home, um, they're on computers, they're doing everything virtually, but realistically, uh, opportunities happen when you leave the house. Um, Go to networking events, meet people, go to speaking engagements, seminar, workshops. There's so many places to meet people in your industry. And that's really how... My business started to develop is when I started going to these events, right, meeting people, and then other speakers had their events, and they would invite me along um, or to be a speaker at their event or partnerships and things like that. So that's what creates a domino effect that's going to help you to thrive is when you actually go out, look at people eye to eye, shake their hand, introduce yourself Get familiar with people. Um, If you're in a group environment, that's also great as well. When you're in these groups, go to the group events on a regular basis. Get familiar, you know, out of sight, out of mind. When people don't see you consistently in person, they're going to forget about you because they're meeting so many different people. But when they see you on a consistent basis, they see how you operate. They see how you show up um, and they know more about what you do then they're more likely to invite you to some of their events or their groups. And that's how it works. That's how you're going to be able to succeed in this environment. That is get out of the house uh, and start mingling and networking and just, you know, just taking those risks and making it happen. Now that leads us to today's topic, um, which is to, uh, you know, avoid those, mistakes that you can make in front of an audience. And how do we do that? One thing that people do, and I used to be guilty of this as well. Hi, this is Chrissy Love of BCMB Love. And I'd like to invite you to tune in to my show that's being aired on winwinwomen.tv every Monday at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. UK time to get public speaking tactics that can be used to increase your communication skills in a way that will uplevel your career and your life. It's information overload, filling every single thing that you can into, let's say, a 
15 minute presentation, all of the 20 years experience that you have around this industry, everything that you've learned into a 15 minute presentation. That's not what speaking is all about. Now, speaking is going to give them uh, the what. But the idea is to uh, lead them into, let's say, one of your programs. It's going to allow you to spend more time with them and one-on-one time with them uh, and personalized time with them. And that's when you have time to give them the how. That's when you give them the actual steps on how to make those transformations. But right now you're just talking talking to them about you know what they need, what's out there, what's available. And so when you give people an excessive amounts of information, you're not focusing on the key points. You're not focusing on the issue that they have at hand. Okay. We're just when you're speaking, that's what you want to do. You want to find their pain point. You want to get deep down to the audience members, okay? Find out what they're having a hard time with. Let them know that, hey, you are the person who can help them get outside of this situation. You are the person who has gone through it. You have gone through the trials and tribulations over time, and now you're in a position to help them advance outside of the problem or issue that they are coming across right now. That's it. That's it. And if they want to learn more, (laughs) lead them into how they can best work with you. Uh, Now, the next thing that I see, and again, I was guilty with this previously, and I tried not to, but when you're really starting out, sometimes it can be difficult. And that is reading directly from the slides or reading notes. I don't know what to say about this one. When I see a speaker come on stage with note paper, I immediately shut off. What that tells me is that that person did not practice. What that tells me is that person does not care about the audience well enough that they were prepared, that they don't even need their notes. And so you don't need your notes. If you're practicing and you're giving yourself ample time to prepare for that presentation, you should not require notes. You should know which slide it's going to come up before the slide comes up. Yeah, you can you know point to a few bullet points or something like that, but do not read from slides. That is the direct way to reduce and diminish your influence faster than pretty much anything is reading from notes or reading from slides. I mean, I can see if it's, you know, I don't know. I was at, at an event where an organizer was, or executive was, you know, required to give a presentation. It was last minute. He just jotted down some things, and he explained that. I mean, he knew that he was going to speak maybe five minutes prior. Jotted down some things, and you know, he referred to his slides. That's okay. But if you have ample time to prepare for a presentation where there is an audience who has traveled, who has paid um, for that event, who event planners have prepared, and I know there are really stressed out, mm-hmm. um, putting everything together and set up for you and you don't have time to practice your presentation, that again diminishes your um, your influence, your credibility, okay? And is someone, am I going to hire someone uh, for my next event if they came 
there with a sheet of paper and write off the slides? Absolutely not. And so think about those things. And I want you to ante up the professionalism here. That's the way you're going to grow and continue to get um, you know, more opportunities coming in. Uh, the next is to when people neglect their audience, they're not engaging with their audience. What they're doing is just sitting there, just talking. All right. Seems it sounds like it's very scripted. And one thing that I, I make sure that um, I, myself, and my trainers do when we're facilitating for companies is that we incorporate activities and exercises and polls and breakouts and role plays and drilling and discussion and so many different ways ways that we incorporate into the learning uh, to enhance the learning. We have videos, um, boy, so many different things, as well as training and um, and tools. We just make it really fun and interactive. If I'm training a company for eight hours, do you honestly think that I want to speak for eight hours? No, I get that audience involved. And you know what? I have a 97% success rate at a major, major organization because we incorporate all different tips and strategies and techniques and, and different ways of learning. And so think about that. How can you engage your audience? And that's training. When I'm speaking in front of, of audiences, I use their name. I use you know them as an example. I'm engaging eye contact. Sometimes I'll go down in the floor area where the you know where the audience members are, and I'll walk around you know and 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 have small you know communication or communications with the people in the audience, and you know definitely go back up now. I think it's uh some people do this a little bit too much. They're mingling around. Um, in the audience area, chit-chatting with people and trying to be more engaging. But realistically, what I found when you're doing that, you minimize the uh, the visibility of many audience members. There's a reason why, why the stage is elevated. And so everyone in the audience can see you. But when you're down below and you're mingling too long, a lot of people can't see you in their view. And so do that, but then make sure you bring it back. <laughs> All right. And so don't neglect your audience engagement. That's extremely important when you're speaking. Now, one thing, another thing that I've I've seen some people do is they they are very monotone when they're speaking, very monotone in their voice. There's no vocal inflection. Uh, how would you feel if I came on my show and I said, Hi, my name is Christy, and we're going to Talk about uh, the mistakes to avoid uh, when you're in front of other people or when you're in front of an audience. That's boring, right? You would not want to be um, engaged with me. You would not want to watch this. You would not want to um, tell people about you know what I'm talking about. You would not be interested in anything that I have to say. You, I lose you. And so you don't want your audience members to fall asleep. You don't want to be jumping all over the place either. Right. So there's a happy medium. You want to have energy. You want to be uh, motivating. You want to be persuasive, interesting to your audience. Right. Get them moving. Get them excited. Uh, get them motivated to make some changes in their lives. 
However, you don't want to, yeah, like I said, you don't want to be all over the place. But again, you don't want to be so halfway dead that you are not moving anyone. That's the one of the best ways to lose people is not having any emotion or an or enthusiasm to get them interested in what you're saying. There's no connection, there's no bond when you're doing that. And so you want to connect with people on a deep level. And in doing that, make use your vocal inflection. And there's vocal exercises that you can do to strengthen your voice so that you can be able to project like I am, you know, in different tone levels. And so uh, use your voice, use your energy, smile a little bit, you know, in those areas that are exciting, of course, um, but engage with them. Use that eye contact, but, but use the energy to connect with them. And not just your voice, but your energy. Seem interested in helping them, really, truly, genuinely interested in helping them. Like, I'm interested in helping you. And so uh, that leads me to just another tip that I can give you. Let's see. Uh, it's people who don't practice. When you're neglecting practicing, things happen. You, you stumble over your words. You lose your train of thought. And my biggest, biggest, biggest pet peeve is that you either run out of time or you're speaking far too long. Uh, usually you have the event planner will give you a certain time slot. Uh, it could be 15 minutes, it could be 30 minutes, it could be 45 minutes. Remember, people's times are valuable. Other speaker are, are important as well. They prepared, they maybe traveled also to that event. It's not all about you. So it really devalues your credibility. I've seen this happen more times than none when a speaker will be given 15 to 20 minute time slot and they go for 45 minutes to an hour. I uh, When that happens, people are whispering in my ear, oh my God, they're so long. They're taking so long. They could really cut that out. I mean, I'm hearing all of these things. So when you are putting together your keynote, make sure it's on point, it's concise, it's clear. You, it is on time. I practice the time of my keynotes on a regular basis. I use my phone, I put my timer on and I time it and I adjust it based on the time that's given me for that presentation. Now, if, if something comes up and um, it's like an, something changes and I may need to extend the presentation, I'll just add more stories or anecdotes. And if the uh, my speech has been reduced some, I'll just take out a story or so. But I'd say 95% of the time, if they give me a time slot for that presentation, it, I practice within that time slot because that's a super embarrassing also when you get cut off. And I have seen people get cut off. <laughs> and you know, when they get cut off, the first thing that I know is that they did not prepare. They did not prepare their time. If I can give you anything, it doesn't matter how great you are, what your offer is, if you can't fit your offer in because you're going too long and you get cut off, you just wasted a lot of time. I've seen a lot of people not be able to even share their offer 
or share more about how people can connect with them because they've run out of time and they've gotten cut off. And so uh, make sure that you are practicing your time over and over and over again. If it's a new keynote speech, um, I make sure even now that I'm practicing for at least two weeks, almost every single day, the time. And I'm adjusting to make sure that I fit within that time. Everything from beginning to end. And so um, make sure that you're doing that. Also stumbling, slurring. I used to forget my train of thought a lot. It's going to go away if you as you practice and you do more of this. Um, but uh, but practicing and rehearsing multiple times ensures you have a smooth transition. And also it's going to help build, boost your confidence because you're not worried about all the things. Oh, did I forget my words? Oh, you know, what are they thinking about me? You know, am I doing a great job? You're doing a great job if you practice and you've evaluated your presentation and you know that your keynote and your message is on point and is there to help serve your audience to, the great, to your greatest advantage and your ability. And so, uh, yeah, I know I'm ranting. But <laughs> make sure that you are rehearsing, right, your time and also your presentation and the delivery of it. And so remember, I just gave you a lot, a lot of information. Hopefully that was helpful for you. Hopefully you're going to be able to use it, take it, move forward uh, and do the absolute best at your next presentation. Now, if you need help in this area, you know where to find me. You can also go to my website, speaktoriches.com. Check it out. That is a new program that I have out. Uh, we're starting the next series now. And that's really going to allow you to create a lucrative and sustainable business using the power of public speaking. And you're going to be able to showcase yourself as an expert. Listen, uh, event planners know amateurs from from people who have been doing this a very long time and who are now seasoned enough to share and serve their audience. And so I help you to prepare for that so you can get ongoing speaking engagements or create your own speaking engagements, right? You put together a whole strategy for you. And remember, I'm here for you. I hold you accountable because I want you to succeed. I know what it's like to be stuck and stagnant in life. And I also know how it feels to feel absolutely amazing doing what I absolutely love and I'm passionate about and serving. I mean, in unlimited ways, uh, using the power of public speaking. And I want the same for you. Now, that's, this concludes today's episode, but I look forward to seeing you again next time next week so you're not getting rid of me too too fast uh and as always i send you much love and success bye for now